my plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. Is he going to run in 2024? Is he telling staff that? Yes, that's his intention. Is the president running for re-election? His answer has been pretty simple, which is yes. Joe Biden is running for re-election, and I will be his ticket mate. Full stop. Full stop. That's it. Listen to President Biden. He intends to run. And if he does, I intend to run with him. <laughs> so there you go. And if he does, I will be running with him, probably. And then when Dr. Jill was asked about it just a few days later, we'll notice more nervous laughter. Have you talked about it with him? Uh, not yet. We've been a little bit too busy. <laughs> not yet. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a discussion. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a discussion. Oh, wait. Has anyone told Joe? Look, my intentions, I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. You know, I mean, it's a matter of, you know, that old expression, the proof of the puddings and the eating. What's wrong, Janet? (laughs) It never gets old. (laughs) I'm going to get a shirt that says the proof of the puddings and the eating. Oh, my. Hey, sorry about the uh, silence there. Something got unplugged last night. Something Why? very important. Why? Like a Why? sound card. Why would it be unplugged? I don't know if the mice are in here at night. Uh, okay. Rearranging the deck chairs. I have no idea. But needless <laughs> to say, the president is, uh, well, we've got some stories today. They're still doing. You know, it's one thing when, when Trump would come out and say something, and they'd have to backpedal it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, got a small cleanup on Al 3. Right. Biden does an interview, and we got an Al cleanup on Al 3, and 8, eight. 12, 13. <laughs> well, true. let's just say, uh, and 16 through 23. Right. That's right. We're yeah. just going to have to shut the store down for a little bit. <laughs> clean that up. It's just basically, let's do a re- remodel hey it is wednesday <laughs> absolutely and that means something around here mark 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 what day is it mark <laughs> J- 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 janet guess what today is it's hump day Woo-hoo! guess what day it is guess what day it is guess what day it is <laughs> anybody anybody guess what day it is guess what day it is <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Janet, guess what today is? Today is. It's hump day. Hump day. Yeah. Indeed. Here's your thought of the day. Hey, our rap compares to that uh, that Utah <laughs> congresswoman. <laughs> the <doesn't>... grandma rap. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I don't know that it's that rough. Well, true. <laughs> this is true. Oh, I'm Lordy. running for. Oh, if you didn't hear that yesterday, it, just go it's back. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> go back on SoundCloud. Because we did that, and then Janet found a remix of the same rap. Yeah. By a real Christian uh, rapper. A Christian rapper. He's, He's like, a, I got you, Linda. I got you, baby. Yeah, and he did. <laughs> Here's your thought of the day for this Wednesday. We all get hurt some way or another, mm-hmm. but not so hurt that we should want to stop being who we were designed and created to be. Oh, I like that one. That's the important part. Yeah, that, isn't that the truth? Don't yeah. let that happen. Goodness gracious. 434-248-0704. That is our text number. We mm-hmm. hope you're going to use it with our Mind Jam trivia. Today is National Yard Game Day. Yeah, it is. What has proven to be the most popular yard dart? I mean, yard game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one can be. Although, when, when, when I was a kid, it was really popular. Oh, yard darts? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. well, see, after after having a little bit of a discussion with you yesterday about this, we played yard darts. We didn't do yard dart kamikaze. Well, I had I I was raised with boy cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the ones that were. I had girl cousins, but I wasn't around them as much as I was the boy cousins. Statue of limitations have run out, so you can it share has, the whole story. So I story. can share the story. But they were, and I was little. Right. I didn't know how you played. How little were you? I was probably six or seven. Oh, you were kidding me! I was. No, I was so probably, you didn't have a total awareness of how life worked yet, right? So I, I was probably about seven, and Timmy was, he was considerably older uh, than I was. So he was probably 12, 13. Oh, yeah, and then, just and the right we, age to be mischief. Had, then we had yeah. ages all in between. in between. Yeah, so they would get in a circle, mm-hmm. throw a lawn dart up in the Straight air, up. and everybody would have to run. So that's how they play. So here comes cousin Janet into the house <laughs> with a yard dart in her shoulder, saying, "Mommy, no, I was always very fast. I lost. I was very, very fast. <laughs> you, so well, you had to for I survival. Was, I ran like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fast. Uh, well, we want to know what. Uh, yeah, what's what, the most popular yard? You know, what do you dart? think is the most or yard? <laughs> it's, it's a Freudian slip. The most popular yard yard game. 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 My favorite game, not necessarily the most popular, was badminton. I always loved playing okay. badminton. I still love to play badminton. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Uh, on this day in history, the 21st day mm-hmm. of September in 1964, the film version of My Fair Lady, directed by George Cukor and starring Rex Harrison and Audrey Hepburn, it premieres in New York and, of course, goes on to win the Academy Awards Best Picture. room somewhere far away from the cold night air with one enormous chair wouldn't it be lovely <laughs> oh i love my fair lady saw it on broadway it was mm. great in 1968 police drama adam 12 debuts on nbc one adam 12 one adam 12 handle code three one out of twelve, Roger. Yeah. Fighting crime in the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> now they would just turn over in their graves or in their little police car because catch and release is in place. Oh, boy, do we have some stories on that today? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Oh, how I long for the days of Adam Twelve and emergency. They're weeping Give in their some, nursing homes today. Randolph Mantooth. Give me some, some of that. Uh, in 1970, oh, Monday Night Football is created and premieres on ABC. Stand by videotape and roll tape. And tape is rolling in less than five and three, two, one. Take tape. Live from Houston, Texas. Wow. The Houston Oilers. That's super funky. From the famous Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas, a critical football game in the Eastern Division of the National Football Conference, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. Wrong city, but the right state. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Nelly, if you knew who that sportscaster was there. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Uh, it's a far cry boy, oh from boy. Are You Ready for Some Football? football. Isn't it? Right, right, for sure. And then uh, 1975, Elton John gets his star mm. on the Hollywood 
Walk of Stars. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. That I put down in the world. Bernie wrote it. He sang it. What a what an amazing mm-hmm. duo they they yeah, were. I didn't know you had to pay for your own star. Really? On How the, much are they with inflation? Or, well, I don't know how much they are with inflation, but I mean, I know the money has to be raised yeah. by people. It has to, to be go paid out and for. do three more movies just to pay for the star. <laughs> well, I don't know that they pay for. It. I think it's their fan clubs uh, and stuff that oh, pay for. Oh, nice. It. But I, I do think that that that's who bears the the burden. I bet of, you this of it. This first birthday boy maybe has a star. He should if he doesn't. Jerry Bruckheimer turning 79. Mm-hmm. His bumper. I'm just gonna help it come all the way up. Try that, and his rear bumper's liable to go through the radiator and take you out of the whole damn race. That bumper gets any looser, Rob, they're gonna black flag you. Let them go by. From Days of Thunder, yeah, Jerry helped change how NASCAR even did some things after that movie. They buried a, um, they literally buried a camera in the front fender of a car so they could catch certain camera shots it was amazing what they did with days of thunder and of course tom cruise and others just great supporting cast author stephen king having a birthday today he turned 75 years old i wrote a book called the stand a mutating flu virus uh and any similarities to what's going on now are just too close for comfort but i got about halfway through that book and i got these people to boulder colorado and by that time i had this huge cast of characters who were 20 or 25 and i thought i don't know what i'm going to do with these people and i thought well what if somebody blows up about half of these troublesome people i can deal with the ones that are left and that's what i did Dr. Harb calling during that soundbite saying he's waiting for Janet and Mark's Hollywood star. He'll have to start Aww, a fan club you, so we can yeah, raise the money. You're going to have to start raising that money. <laughs> Thank <laughs> maybe, you, Dr. Harb. Maybe you can at least get us a brick downtown. Those aren't too <laughs> yeah, expensive. Yeah, we'll settle for a brick downtown. That'll work. That'll work, too. <laughs> uh, comedian Bill Murray is having a birthday today, turning 72 years old. As long as I'm in my apartment, I'm okay. But when I want to go out, I get weird. Talk about weird. Well, I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, pelvic discomfort. Are you married? I'm divorced. Would you like to talk about that? There are two types of people in this world. Those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. My ex-wife loves him. (laughs) (laughs) That was John, not Dr. Harb. It sounded like Dr. Harb. Oh, okay. You know, it's live radio. Right. But he, he just wanted to make that clarification. Thanks, John. And we appreciate you uh, starting the fan club today. Yeah, that's right. Bill Murray, that's like from What About Bob, a, f- a film just made not too far from here. Right. Smith, Smith Mountain, Mountain Lake. Lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, although, of course, he was talking about Neil Diamond. I, I told you my Neil Diamond story. I made it. I cracked a joke about Neil Diamond when we were giving away tickets one time. Oh, boy. What happened? Ooh, it was not good. I it can was imagine. Not, it was not good. It was bad. It was bad. It was, was it a bad, bad joke bad. or just a bad yeah, no, response? I, I never really understood the Neil Diamond fans. <laughs> I, no, I, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't get it. Right. I, I didn't find there was nothing sexy about the man. And that was, you know, my first mistake, Your right. Honor. So, <laughs> sidebar, my lord. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to tell we're you. We're going to have to take her to town. <laughs> and they did. Yes, well, they did. It's all right. Uh, we have Uncle, no, what was his name? Uh, what was, what part did he oh, play? Uh, Dave, Dave Collier on. Um, 
You know uh, what? I can't he turned remember. Sixty-three years old. He's one of the uncles, and he had a, ten thousand voices. Uh, well, it was Uncle Jesse, and anyway, play yeah. him. Yeah, we're actually adding some new characters. I'm doing the voices of uh, Waldorf and Statler, the two old men who sit up in the balcony. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know what the best part about this show is? Oh, what's that? It ends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did Richard Pryor's voice in a film called Critical Condition. And it was real weird because, like, <laughs> no one knew that I was like a guy with like blonde hair and this face. Very good. Man, he sounds like Richard Pryor there. Goodness gracious. Yeah, he yeah, does, he you, does you, do some great. If you voices. often wonder, I've seen the TV edit of movies and I know they cuss there, but they say a different word. They hired guys like Dave Collier to come in and voice over that bad word so they wow. can, you know, put it on regular TV. Crazy. Amazing. Um, yeah, he was Joey. Joey, Uncle played, Joey. He played Joey. I don't know if they called him Uncle, but he was Joey. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, singer Faith Hill having a birthday today. She's 55. Yes, Faith Hill. Lovely lady. Aging very well. Indeed. Her husband, too. Mm-hmm. Although he looked scary in 1883. You know, Tim McGraw's got that kind of bone structure and facial hair that literally grows up to his cheek to the very bottom of yeah, his eye. Yeah, he looks like a bear. I mean, he does look like a bear. And if you see him in 1883, he's very believable. He's, he's, a, he's a good actor. Very furry. Yes, very furry. For sure. Uh, <laughs> actress Ricky Lake having a birthday today, turning 54 years old. She's one of our, uh, uh, she was, uh, I liked her in Hairspray. Yeah, I'm cool. Lil Inez, seaweed sister. Well, well, it's nice to meet you, Lil Inez. Uh, this is my best friend, Penny. And Link, you probably know from the show. Wow, you guys really came. Here, everybody, this is Tracy, the baddest white dancer in town. <laughs> this is Link. This is Penny. No matter what you've heard, we are going to teach the white children how to do the bird. <laughs> oh mercy oh, lordy yep uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, actor luke wilson having a birthday today he turns 51 years old excuse me are you okay did i just put you on the spot like that like all the time so you have stromwell huh yes did she do that to you too no but she did make me cry once i mean not in class i waited till i got back to my room but yeah she'll kick you right in the ball yeah, <laughs> or wherever you know but uh, yeah she's tough legally blonde Mm. He's the other Wilson. He's Owen's brother. Right. And and they're just, well, in a, in a way, there are some similarities with their aura. Appearance, yeah. And, and stuff. And But, you know, I let me tell you just really quick how I was introduced to Owen Wilson. I was introduced to him behind Enemy Lines, the movie. Not not a comedic role oh, at okay. all. You, you, that is a good movie to watch. Huh. It's about a plane that goes down behind Enemy Lines and Owen nice. Wilson's the pilot. And he has to survive some really treacherous things, but it's a, it's a good I've movie. I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's a good movie. Well, we do have some guesses coming in for okay. our uh, our Mind Jam trivia, because today is National Yard Games Day. What has proven to be the most popular yard game? What are they saying, Jamie? Uh, we, we got croquet was uh, oh, guessed yeah. by a couple of people. You know, historically, I could see how that could be okay. one of the guesses. Horseshoes has, right. has been guessed. 
Uh, if you have a guest, send it in to us, 434-248-0704, or just tell us what your favorite yard game Playing a was. little sound Dale's bite. was snipe hunting, apparently. Snipe hunting, okay. <laughs> Don't think that's a yard game. Don Fetter from the Eagles had a big fight with uh, Glenn Fry. It's his birthday today. He's turning 75. He played that double neck guitar for Hotel California, and Glenn Fry would learn how to play that later on after Don was booted out of the out of the uh, the team. Mm-hmm. And this is what led up to that whole thing. I was very uninformed about politics. I could care less about politics. I didn't even know or care who Alan Cranston was. And Senator Cranston went up to Felder and said, "I want to thank you." And Felder looked at the senator and said, you're welcome. And then as he was turning away, he said, I guess, I guess. And Glenn heard it. And I just got really mad. I was drinking a long neck bud and then walked into the tuning room where Walsh and Felder was and took the beer bottle and threw it against the wall and smashed it. And that was it. That was really the straw that broke the camel's back. Somebody's gonna hurt someone before the night is through. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Turn out the lights, the party's over. (laughs) They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. Tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. <laughs> Who is that? That is Don Meredith, played oh. quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, became uh, one of the broadcasters inside the booth with Frank Gifford, sure. Howard Cosell. Yeah. And when a team, when it just, you know, it's like the slaughter rule. Yeah. You know, they can't it do that in the, the NFL, but it, it looked like it was over. Yeah. Even if it was the third quarter, he'd start singing that song and made it famous, <laughs> and Howard would join him sometimes. And, it just became this fun camaraderie thing on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football debuted on this day in 1970. When you asked, Monday nights were never the same again. I I was thinking mid 70s for some reason because no, I remember as a kid, you know, I couldn't stay up. I wasn't allowed to stay up that late, but I would sneak in listening to my AM radio and I'd pick the game up on radio and listen to it as See, I went to bed. That's what I did with SNL. And my sister was ah. downstairs on her dates. Okay, okay. <laughs> I did. Good for but, you. Yeah, because I would. She was. SNL. I was the SNL of like, like Eddie Murphy and that. Oh and yeah. That age oh group. you yeah. You grew up in a. <laughs> but she had funny time. That well, but she had Steve. Uh, oh Steve Martin. She had Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, okay, so uh, Bill Murray, all those. Yeah. So it's Bill Murray's birthday. And, yeah, and I so that's who I was sneaking to watch because I just ah. thought they were so funny. Oh, they were hilarious. You know, they were cutting edge and and just. It's amazing. Pretty brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ron Jam Trivia today was about yard games. Yeah. What's proven to be the most popular yard game? We had all kinds of guesses. Uh, The answers we were looking for, because there is more than one, Cornhole, currently the most popular Mm -hmm. yard game. We had some folks guess that. Alan guessed it. Nick guessed it. Uh, Horseshoes would also have been acceptable, but just because historically it's been so popular. Sure. We were also talking about uh, games like you know, red light, green light, mm-hmm. and mother may I, right. and all that. Growing up, okay, I came from a big Italian family. Simon says. We gathered at my grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and there was horseshoes set up. So I'd watch my uncles and my older cousins play horseshoe, and I was just amazed. So I can't I believe amazed. it wasn't, uh, what is it, bocce? 
Boxy yeah. ball isn't that what Italians no, play? Yeah, they do. Yeah. But, but no, it was it was that horseshoe. wasn't what you all played. It was horseshoe at grandpa's and grandma's house, and uh, just yeah, like I said, had, we had horseshoe pits um, at the reunions. Okay. Well, coming up, we've got WDBJ Seven is on the way. Some mm-hmm. of the stories we're following this morning, including you know Biden said in a sixty minutes interview the pandemic's over, but unvaxxed Air Force pilots still grounded. So, I don't know who's in charge here. Well, it's time to leverage that yeah. statement. If you thought Chicago crime was bad before, you just wait till you uh, till we tell you about this Illinois oh becoming the first to end cash bail. Well, that's going to help. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff investigating DeSantis says migrants should be embraced. We should give them jobs. Nobody asks you, dude. <laughs> Go do your job. Uh, DeSantis says bring on the lawsuit. He's got it covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then five pieces of advice from older and wiser Americans. That sounds Kind of good. a fun, positive thing this morning. Yeah, we could use that today. 631, Kimberly McBroom will come up right after our CBS News Brief. Oh degrees. My. We'll get those overnight lows in the upper 40s. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt <sighs> the weather. <laughs> I'm just in shock. President Biden playing with his tongue Okay. at Queen Elizabeth's. And then he apparently had to have a cue card to know what to sign in the register or registry thing, I guess, the you know the guest book or whatever. The good news is that means the, the worst part of the uh, thing wasn't them showing up late. And, <laughs> right, right. And, and they, yeah. Jill Biden wearing her great-granddaughter's hair bow in her hair. So <laughs> I, I think that's... Good news. Uh, 61 degrees in Lynchburg, 60 in Bedford, 59 in Roanoke and Salem, 61 in Danville, and 62 in Appomattox. Sorry. It just looked it looked ridiculous. I swear, if you were an alien that got American television, you would, you would think that the news about this president was the reality TV show. You'd think that they're just joking. Well, I was I was looking. I knew they'd showed up late. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, and they got the, held up on the because show because there is protocol. Well, they got a, a special, um, tw- whatever they call it, uh, spanking. No, they didn't have to ride with everyone else. Oh yes, they they couldn't ride in the bus with the other you know, leaders. leaders of the free world. world yeah. uh, they they had to ride in their special armor car, right. which ended up being late and mm-hmm. and and all that. Um, but I, I couldn't get over the the headband i don't know what grown woman mm-hmm. uh, what grown woman my daughter wouldn't wear that headband and she's in her 20s there's some interesting things about jill but people online were like she is just so cute doesn't she just look cute with that little boat no anyway yeah i digress someday we're gonna learn i may be dead by the time this is revealed but we're gonna learn that jill biden was was the force behind Joe becoming president and being willing to put him out there the way that he has been put out there. He literally at a recent event, which way do I go? And and you see Jill come into the to the camera shot and lead him. He just well, I don't know that she was the the driving force, but she certainly is a willing participant. Well, she is a willing. No doubt about that. Maybe she wanted to be first lady more than he wanted to be president. Who knows? I don't think so. He, that he goes pretty strong. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Virginia Ten Miler is coming up Friday and Saturday. Uh, so we got that traffic jams around my place <laughs> over near EC Glass and the Amazement Square Amazing Mile. That's going to be taking place as well mm-hmm. to prepare. The city of Lynchburg is letting folks know which roads will be closed to accommodate the foot traffic. Okay, uh, there is quite a few. 
the running of the Amazement Square Amazing Mile will take place on Friday with the start and finish line on 9th and Jefferson Street. Street closures uh, will include uh, the Mosaic Lot, the Movie Lot, the Depot Lot, and then Jefferson Street, 8th to 9th Street. There'll not be any on-street parking. And then uh, Jefferson Street, 3.30 to 8 p.m., will be closed and then Jefferson Street, 9th Street to Riverfront, 345 to 8. Now, as far as the Virginia 10 Miler, mm-hmm. uh, Langard Road, uh, between Memorial and Mural, that'll be closed starting at 6 a.m. Okay. And then at 730, uh, Mural Road to Rivermont Terrace, Langard to Rivermont Avenue, Crane Hill uh, is going to be closed. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, guys, just, just know that you you might want to not want to go out until after lunch unless unless you want to <laughs> no. see the race and if you right, want to see right. the race yeah you just can't drive down any of those areas so. yeah well i'll be Langer, probably rivermont rivermont terrace all those i'll be sleeping until about six on saturday and i'll start hearing the announcements somewhere between six and seven the sound system oh and you your can house. hear at the house mm-hmm. and uh there's also a four-mile run-walk course that will start and finish at EC Glass. Oh, okay. It will use the extension of the Blackwater Creek Trail. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that. that is cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of schools, since starting the school year, George Washington High School in Southside has had 10 assault incidents mm. to the Danville. Um, they have reported 10 assault incidents. So those are the ones that have been reported to Danville Police, according to the Danville Register and and B, GW has already reported 20 total incidents to police this year uh, after reporting 60 for the whole year last year. Janet, we're not even three weeks in. Wow. Um, I think it's just, it, to me, it's interesting that, that they, even the schools reflect the culture and the, and the violence that's out there. Uh, we have um, August 23rd, uh, someone brought a gun. And uh, nine others have been charged uh, on a juvenile petition on counts of related assault since August 23rd as well. Schools put up metal detectors in all entrances to the school to make it safer. That's just a sad, uh, that's just a sad testimony. Not, not to that particular school. I'm talking about the culture and where we're at. So families in one Lynchburg neighborhood are dealing with some hateful flyers that were left at their homes. Um, Neighbors along Surrey Place and Surrey Lane Mm -hmm. said they found uh, anti-Semitic flyers in the driveways on Sunday morning. Mm. Uh, The messages were hitting some pretty hard. Uh, Some people may think it's just a piece of paper. What's Mm -hmm. the big deal? Uh, I'm concerned that in our society now, uh, the rhetoric has gotten out of hand. Right. Um, that was uh, hmm. Gillette, although it doesn't say, I, I'm assuming it's Mike Gillette, maybe, okay. yeah, is who they're talking be. about. Wasn't he uh, the mayor at one point? I, I know he was. Former former mayor of Lynchburg. Yeah. Um, the anti-Semitic flyers mm. say things like uh, Disney is child uh, child grooming is Jewish. Every single aspect of the Ukraine-Russia war is Jewish. Every oh, single aspect on. of the media is Jewish and uh, and more. The yeah. fine print on the flyer reads they were distributed without malicious intent. <laughs> OK, I don't think so. Uh, but no one who lives in that neighborhood is buying that. Right. Um, so that's. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, they I, do think the, the flyers were left at random. Mm-hmm. So, 
And look, I, I love the Jewish people. I mean, they're God's people. Just look at the Old Testament. And um, I think you're giving them way too much credit when you say all those things about them. Do they have controls over Hollywood and those kinds of things? Sure. I mean, they because they just happen to be Jewish. It's well, not because... Well, in- influence. Yeah, they have, for sure. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's... Like I said, I think you're you're giving credit where credit need not be. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion, you know. But I'm I'm sorry. And, and I and I I'm know just, I've never known anybody who was. Um, I've known racist people before, right. uh, you know, who are racist against black mm-hmm. people, Indian people, that kind of thing. I've never known anyone who was uh, who was racist against Jewish people. But I know that exists. Obviously, that mm-hmm. exists. And it's just a shame I that Jesus was Jewish, wasn't he? The pretty sure. King of the pretty Jews. Pretty sure. King of he the was, Jews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't think you can dodge that one. No. And that's what. And that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the Jewish people are the people of God's own heart and, yep. and all Apple that. Of I. Pray for the peace. That's so, what the Bible teaches. Uh-huh. Crazy right. stuff. Yeah. Another school story. The rights of transgender students in Virginia schools are now in question following a new draft policy released by the Virginia Department of Education last week. Talked about this a little bit yesterday. The policy drafted by the VDOE puts a heavy emphasis on parental rights with how school districts should handle students who identify as transgender. The new policies direct schools to only recognize transgender students if the child's parents had requested it in writing. All right. So here's the thing. For students' pronouns, it is said that personnel shall refer to each student only using the pronouns appropriate to the sex appearing on the student's official record. So, uh, you know, looks like if you want other pronouns to be used, you're going to have to work through your parents. And I think that's how it should work instead of kids getting, you know, transgender blocking drugs. Uh, without the parents' knowledge, and we know we've had stories like that, Janet. Well, I had a friend yesterday who got an e- email reminder to update their personal information on their medical record, and under contact information, it says, preferred first name is the name by which you want to be addressed. This name can differ from your driver's license or birth certificate. Hmm. And he had put... He had put preferred first name Stevie Stevie Bobby V Banana Fana Fofi V Fifa Momi V Stevie. I love it. I love it. I said, I prefer your highness, Queen Janet, she who must be obeyed. That's what I'm going to put. That's what I'm going to put on mine. And trust me, you want to follow those rules. <laughs> it's important. It's very important for your life. Hey, um, just I've have you gotten these emails lately from people? And I'm talking about highly professional people that I would consider and they put their pronouns at the bottom and typically the people that are doing that it's like a guy he will put him and his uh-huh you know just to sort of have a little dig at the whole transgender pronoun thing I haven't had it go the other way in other words at the bottom it doesn't say they them it says him and his uh-huh. and a smiley face or something creative he like him that. yeah he him so <laughs> nice Eight eight six six. Lord help us. Nine one six three seven seven six. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Uh, Janet just hit it, Mark, when she said the word Lord. I'm <laughs> Lord John, and you can call me that oh, yes. because it's Jan- Janet's idea, and I love it, Janet. Thank you. That's exactly what I want to say. But His Lord, Royal Highness. Can we call you LJ for short? <laughs> uh, 
if you if if you just stay out of my rage, I might slap you. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. You've been warned. So here we are, though. I wanted to originally talk a little bit quickly. Is I'm not a school teacher. I never. I want to be one, but mm-hmm. I never never actually pursued it. But the idea today of our school system has to spend any amount of time on what will be called he, him, her, Lord, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. When we, I just had evidence again. In, I was on a jury, mm-hmm. oh. and the, the j- young gentleman could not. He he didn't sign his name. He couldn't do cursive. Oh, and right. I'm like our school system can't teach cursive, but right. they have to worry. Or won't teach it, but they have to worry. Make room for that so they can talk about what gender they are oh right. my goodness and yeah. guess what if and he can't write cursive he can't read it either yeah. so we wonder why they don't exactly. appreciate the the declaration of independence and 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 that they don't know what our country stands for they can't even read the founding document you mean janet i can't get that well, in a 14 block aerial uh, font please <laughs> so i can understand it <laughs> You guys are awesome. Love your show and have a great day. You, you too. too, John. Thanks, bro. Yeah, that's what that's what you would want. You could read it in cursive. You just need the Helen Keller font <laughs> Stop. for it because you won't wear your glasses. Well, I know my bifocals are working just fine. I do need new glasses. By the way, my <clears> wife <throat> wanted me to ask you: Are those trans- transitional that you're wearing, or are they they're not? Okay. Are the ones that get dark? No, no, uh, the transitional to the bifocal. Are yes. You, they are. Okay, yes. good. Because I told her I was going to get some, before my prescription runs out, uh-huh. I wanted to get some off the company that, that you suggested because they were very oh, reasonable. Yeah, no, they are. They are. Yeah. Because. And um, they're good looking glasses. I mean, they're very. Well, they're, they're name brand glasses yeah. for sure. Yeah. The, no, my distance vision is fine. Queen, Queen Janet, they're so good looking. They just fit you so well. Your Royal Highness. We're wearing the, uh, the rainbow bonnet today. Thank you for being here. You're so full of crap. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. But did you know? What? They get fresh seafood brought in from the coast every week. I know. They do. And it's really yummy stuff. So I thought, in honor of that, okay. I would kind of draw attention to the fact that they do bring in that those fresh offerings. You can give them a call and see what's coming in this week. This is a recipe for a very simple lemon butter sauce, which I think just makes a delicious piece of, uh, of, of fish. Uh, so yummy. So you're going to start with, um, you're going to pan fry the, the, the fish. So mm-hmm. any kind of white fish will do. You can do this right. with any type of fish. You're going to put your butter in a, a light colored saucepan or small skillet over medium heat. You're going to melt that butter and then leave it on the stove, whisking it every now and then. When it turns a golden brown, uh, it'll just take a couple of minutes. Remove it and pour it into a small bowl. Then you're going to add your lemon juice a tablespoon at least of fresh lemon juice and of course it it depends on how much fish you're going to be preparing this will do you know a couple of fillets and then you're going to put some salt and uh, pepper in that as well Uh, it'll stay pourable for about 20 to 30 minutes so uh, you're going to pat your your fish uh, dry using paper towels sprinkle it with salt and pepper then you're going to just dredge it in a little bit of flour and turn it and repeat shake that flour off 
And uh, then you're going to heat a little bit of oil in a nonstick skillet. When that oil is uh, shimmering and they're just, uh, you can see the temperature's getting up there, you're going to add your fish pieces in. Cook it for about one and a half minutes until it's golden and crispy on the edges. Flip it another one and a half minute. And if it's thicker, you, you can leave it in there longer, but you don't want to overcook your fish. It's not pleasant when you do that Uh, remove it onto your serving plates and then you're simply going to drizzle it with a tablespoon of that beautiful sauce garnish it with some parsley serve it with another slice of lemon on the side and then serve it up with your your favorites Uh, check out those fresh offerings of seafood that they have now at fnl market and try this lemon butter sauce for just a nice simple refreshing meal Uh, Check it out by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share here on The Morning Jam, brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on fresh Chesapeake oysters, $22 a pint. Cook crabs, $2 each from the Chesapeake. Bottom round roast is $3.98 a pound. Cube steak or beef stew is $4.98 for a family pack. And Jimmy D. Bacon, hickory, or applewood is $3.98 for a 12 ounce pack. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833 605 1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Six fifty-four. They're not singing that in Chicago. <laughs> sure. It's been a long time since they sung that in Chicago, yeah. isn't it? Gosh. Yeah, uh, and they're really not going to be singing it now. Yeah. Uh, if you thought things were bad before, Illinois' Safety Act, <laughs> ending cash bail, yes, is going to make it even harder for police whose morale is already down the toilet. Sure. Uh, this is a very controversial bill that has recently passed, and uh, it has critics warning that if, if you thought it was bad before, right, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Yeah, uh, it's going to hinder the work of police. It's going to uh, impact law enforcement morale, which is already at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Um, the locals in Chicago say that it's opening a door. For the anti-police activist community and the attorneys that represent them that are anti-police, retired Chicago Police Department Chief of Deputies Eugene Roy talked about the safety and accountability fairness equity today. Safety. You sure you can't add one more in there? Well, no, they had to make it a cute little acronym. (laughs) 
which is set to be enacted in January mm-hmm. after being pushed through the Democratic-controlled legislature in the final hours of a lame duck session mm-hmm. and signed into law by the state's Democratic governor. Uh, they took issue with several aspects of the bill beyond the one eliminating cash bail. Right. It also eliminates the requirement that officers accused of misconduct be told the identity of their accuser. Really? So you can just blame anybody for anything and have anonymity and you're, it's all fine. I can say whatever I want to about you and you'll never know who's doing it. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah, it really is. Um, mm. They... they uh, they won't be told the identity of their accuser as well as the identity of the official who is investigating them. Wow. The problem that nobody sees or turns a blind eye to is the effect on morale, recruiting, and retention. Right. Anybody can just make up a complaint about an officer. Mm-hmm. The department or the investigating body doesn't have to tell the officer who it is, which hinders their ability to respond to the complaint accurately and honestly. Mm-hmm. It has a terrible impact on morale. Sure plummeting police morale across the country in the wake of the whole BLM riots and calls from Democrats to defund the police have come at the same time Chicago has experienced 60% more police officer suicides than the average law enforcement officers. Wow. He told Fox Digital that he is also concerned about the provision in the law that prevents an officer accused of use of force incident from reviewing his or her body camera footage before giving a statement. Really? Mm-mm. Officers can now amend their statements after viewing the footage, but Roy notes um, makes two reports, a situation that he says is ideal for attorneys looking to cast doubt on the story of an officer who may not have accurately reported every detail from memory in the heat of the moment. In criminal or civil cases, this bill is great for defense attorneys and for lawyers who like to sue the police. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Why would you pass something like this? I mean, especially with Chicago mm-hmm. skyrocketing crime. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the crime is skyrocketing. The arrests are, are plummeting because of all the changes that are being made and they can't even pursue the criminals and now they don't even have to have bail yeah under the new law entire categories of crimes such as aggravated battery aggravated battery that's pretty serious yeah Yeah, sure it is robbery burglary Mm -hmm. hate crimes Oh, wow. I'm surprised that one's in there. Aggravated DUI, vehicular homicide, drug-induced homicides, all drug offenses, including delivering fentanyl, the number one killer of 18 to 45-year-olds in the entire country, right? and trafficking cases are not eligible for distinction. Holy cow. No matter the severity of the crime or the defendant's risk to a specific person in the community... Unless prosecutors prove by convincing evidence that a person has a high likelihood of flight to avoid prosecution. That is My just gosh, shocking. Is, I can't believe that. It's stupid. Guys, you better you better read up on what this is. Mm-hmm. Safety Act, because Oh, it'll come. It'll come. It'll be this way. That's right. Good night. Wake up, people.
Bill Trafiro is on the way from the Roanoke News Desk. Hopefully he can help wake us up a little bit. Hey, and Dr. Bob's going to begin later this morning. Yeah, he's coming in at 8 o'clock. We're so excited to talk to him. Our president, El Presidente, Joe Biden, in front of the U.N. today, went halfway around the world. Vladimir Putin said, I'm stepping up my game. And if you think I'm screwing around when I'm talking about my nukes, you better be warned. It'd be interesting to see our weak president's response today.